0: Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C L A U D E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. What is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. This week we got a bunch of fun stuff, Techuary rolls Stop. on. I No I'm
1: more, trying, I no
0: more. I'm trying. <laughs> You're it, not gonna make Fetch happen. It's, it's I, <laughs> I think it's still going pretty well. Uh, we've got some phone leaks, we've got some uh, CEO reviews their own product to talk about I, I, thought I thought it was fun yeah uh and we also have some uh tiktok music battles and a new chat gpt feature but first we have an update on waveform trivia remember how somebody made a waveform trivia website that's so good they've updated it yeah. massively you'd you've gone through it already yeah,
1: right? yeah howie adderly we talked about him last time he made this it's wvfrm trivia.com and Previously, it just had like stat updates of all of us and a way you could play trivia. Now he added Ellis. more intense player cards right. and like every season and all of the guests, which I think were there before. But there's also a new trivia section that you can play by yourself that's based on the text sounds that Ellis has done, which is awesome. There's also the typing test that you can do. Um, it'll link you to the app, but it also shows the leaderboard and how you can compare to everybody else. And it is awesome. This, this is better fact.
0: developed than like most social media websites.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> the fact that you can play yourself—it's—it's it's pretty great. I highly—it's in the show notes. I highly recommend checking it out, doing the typing test yourself, playing some trivia yourself, and uh, checking
1: out that leaderboard. Oh, it also has a—it's <clears throat> not just each of our player cards, but it's all of us together. We get together thirty-seven point six percent of the questions correct.
2: Is yeah. that good? Um,
1: Probably not. I don't That's know. That's pretty
0: bad. That's like an F. It's like, over like it. a hard F. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> In but most the classes. questions
2: are difficult. It's fair. You know, when you, st- when you ask questions like, what do the three stars mean? And, <laughs> yeah, and like, they, can they you they explain fail. that? <laughs> and then the host says, no. <laughs> then you get an F. <laughs>
3: And that's you know, sometimes. you know exactly why I couldn't explain that, and you know I can't say it in front of the audience. So you're just uh, hanging me on dry sorry. right now.
0: Sorry. We will. We will have. Uh, I'm sure we'll up our percentages over time.
2: Like we. To be fair, I do better. This bad in regular trivia. As well, like
3: I'd barger, do worse, yeah. probably. You'd probably do worse. Yeah, at think of it yeah, this way: I'd like if this was your slugging percentage in baseball, I was going to say that's very a good number. Shootout percentage
1: in this hockey. Was your, this was fantastic yeah.
3: three-point percent.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. There are ways that we can make yeah. this look good. How often I can drive a car without crashing?
4: Uh, no, that's not good. Not one of them.
0: Pretty good. Not one of them. <laughs> Thirty-seven. That's definitely not where you want to be. You want to be uh, much closer to hundred for that one. But <laughs>
3: some would say at a hundred. Some. Some would definitely Some say, would say that. that. Wait, you yeah. said 37%? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you said sixty percent No. no, no. Not. <laughs> Guys, step it up. No, no, no. Well, That's not even a good slugging <laughs> percentage. Make easier. <laughs> it's Do you know what throw.
4: Steph Curry's all-time three-point percentage is? Isn't 37%. It like
1: 38 or 9? 42%. Jesus. Dang. I would know if his player card was on... WaveformTrizzy.com.
3: <laughs> Marcus
1: Bradley, Andrew <laughs> Maggelli, David Emel, Steph Curry.
0: <laughs> At it. We're all chasing Steph out here. I think that's what's happening. Um Okay. Well yeah, but anyway, check those out. But uh I also want to have a a quick correction from last week i think it was last week uh, we were talking about how youtube thumbnail ab testing works i said i mentioned at some point that it was giving you the option to test three different thumbnails and then testing them among your audience and spitting out the watch time percentages for each one that's actually not exactly what's happening the reason you may have noticed that the percentages always add up to 100 percent is because it's actually giving you watch share which means it's totaling all of the watch time generated from one evenly distributed thumbnail with all of the watch time generated from the other thumbnail. So it's not purely watch time, but it's combined with how many views it gets and how, how well it gets clicked through.
1: Yeah. Like it's a combination. I think if the, if it doesn't get clicked on, it counts as zero watch time. Right. Right. So it gets, it does actually get impacted by click through rate. It's yeah. just extremely confusing. Think of it this way. I'll try yes. to make
0: it simple. You have a YouTube video, you want an A, B test. You have two thumbnails. YouTube goes, okay, you've got A and thumbnail B. I'm going to send this out to 10 people. Thumbnail A gets sent to five people. Thumbnail B gets sent to five people. If all the people click thumbnail A and all the people click thumbnail B, you have a 100% click-through rate of each, then it will purely be which one has better watch time. That wins. Okay. But if you have a video where Nobody, only one person clicks thumbnail A and five people click thumbnail B and the person who clicked thumbnail A watched the whole video, but the people who clicked thumbnail B watched 80% of the video that will have way better watch share. Even though it had a worse average watch time, 80% versus a hundred, it has a way better click through rate, five out of five versus one out of five, which will weigh heavily towards total watch share. So watch share accounts for both click-through rate and watch time percentage. Does that
1: simplify it at all? I think two things are true with what we've learned. Yeah. One, it does actually take into account click-through rate. So that is more of a number we should be looking at than we thought. Two, it is entirely way too confusing and how on earth anyone's supposed to figure this out. I don't is know. it's People absurd are really and- to figure it out. Well,
0: yeah, nothing behind the scenes at YouTube is ever supposed to be figured out because right. then it gets gamed. But I think if you're a creator who's A B testing, this is just complicated enough to accommodate for the different variables that you were trying to optimize for.
1: I guess I shouldn't have said figured out. I should have said understood. Sure. <laughs> because like you're getting numbers. You should semi understand what they mean at least. And we are a fairly large channel and you've been doing YouTube for a long time and we just had no idea what it was.
0: Yeah. I guess now as long as as uh, as long as you see the thumbnail test pick a winner, you can probably safely assume that that's a good thumbnail to pick. I trust in the YouTube. Sometimes you got to go with your gut. Sometimes I just pick that's one of them that's not oh. the winner, but...
1: All of ours are like 49 to 41, 51%. Exactly. So it makes almost yeah. no difference. To be yeah. fair, though, we don't really do like
4: drastically different
1: types. Which is what
4: we talked about. Yeah. yeah, we want
0: to do more fundamentally different thumbnails that we A-B test. We've notoriously tested like, well, what if the background has a red background versus blue? Or what if yeah. the phone I'm holding yeah. is titanium versus silver? It's like that stuff doesn't really make a meaningful difference. But as far as the purpose of the video, yeah. sometimes you have a big difference in what you think a thumbnail should be. But that's a lot more work for Tim. It is, (laughs) but we get a lot more data out of that.
1: Tim doesn't listen to this podcast, so we can say
0: whatever we want about him. I mean, that's a lot of smarts, but also a lot of data. I was hoping that would come up again. (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. Well, I'm still confused, so I
2: guess (laughs) we should move on. Next story. Yeah. Uh, But Universal Music Group pulls Taylor Swift and others off of TikTok And I added the story because it is sort of a social media story, sort of a music industry story, overall just a very interesting story where we're kind of talking about like who has the power dynamics in the relationship,
1: right? I also want to confirm here real quick that they're saying Taylor Swift, but I'm assuming they're talking about UMG's Taylor Swift, whereas if I'm correct, Taylor's version is not under UMG Mm -hmm. and therefore almost the entire... Just, they're clearly throwing Taylor Swift here because she's one of the biggest artists Bec- out there. S-E-O and S-E-O, video, they're, but they're ripping out her old stuff that yeah. is actually under UMG. Where I, I'm assuming her new stuff is still on TikTok because it's not I don't know. Um, I don't think they can pull off stuff that's not
2: there. Someone should look that up. So this is very interesting. Basically, TikTok wanted UMG, uh, wanted to pay UMG very little for the licensing rights of all these very popular artists. Mm-hmm. UMG is like, we're a giant music company. Our giant artists are popular and don't need TikTok to get more popular. Fair. So we kind of think we have more bargaining power, which I current like I I kinda of agree with. I kind
0: of half agree. Yeah. There are big artists who still have songs blow up on TikTok Yeah like meaningfully.
2: Right. I agree. But I think that this probably hurts the smaller artists that are just trying, really, really, really hoping that their song is gonna blow up on TikTok more. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, I've mixed feelings about this because a lot of artists now are sort of making music geared specifically towards being that TikTok tock, like soundbite sound, bite sound. A thousand percent. And then everything around that little soundbite is kind of just thoughtless and they don't put a lot of effort
1: into it. I don't know it. if I would fully agree with that. Oh, I that I've talked making... to people in the music industry that I say agree. that people
0: are doing that. Yeah. They're like, this is the song on the album that is specifically for TikTok.
3: It's not even that. It's like, it's, this is the part of the this song. This is the, the bridge of this song is yeah. the TikTok thing. That's what we're going to be shipping to our influencer partners. Like. Yeah.
1: Mm, I guess Lizzo did do that, didn't she? Also, was I do want to clarify.
3: Either? I think UMG does own Taylor's versions. Do they? Yeah. I don't, I don't. How is it her okay. version? No, no, no. It's it's more complicated than that. I've been oh, trying boy. to look it up too. I'm pretty sure Taylor owns the Masters, but they're distributed by UMG. Uh, so means. therefore
1: could take it off?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Off, yeah. yeah, so the awkward part about this is that now that they
2: don't have a new deal, um, the new deal of 2024. Anyway, uh, all of the TikToks that use the music just have no sound now. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you go back through, like, someone's library and Mm -hmm. they're dancing to a Taylor Swift video, now they're just dancing to nothing. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's happened a lot of times where, like, music gets pulled off because of copyright issues and difference, and it's always very awkward and very funny to, like, scroll back. But... Also, TikTok basically lives within the week and then dies. So yeah, you don't scroll back yeah. as What's often. What's a week but... old TikTok
2: anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah. TikTok Might is well. giving uh, users of those videos the option to like select another song, but I feel like that makes just does no
1: work. It makes yeah. absolutely no sense. Like,
2: but it's a good point. Like, it lives within a week. People aren't going to go back and watch mm-hmm. it. So um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I just i I think this is a good story of like. Who has the most power here? And they would both argue that they are more important than the other. Mm. But uh, ultimately, I kind of think that TikTok is eventually going to go back to UMG and be like, "We really need your artists," oh. yeah. mm. and just be like, "We'll pay the money." I don't know. I, I think
1: I think TikTok's got the upper hand here. Really? I would be. I'm that they're the marketer essentially, not actually the marketer, but the marketing platform. I feel like, and I think eventually, if they realize they're mm. losing a lot of views TikTok brought Fleetwood Mac to the number 1 Billboard
3: yeah 30
1: years after the song was released are like, there a the pull, it pull that it has Fleetwood
2: Mac but uh, right yeah. and are there a lot of such cases of that happening or is that kind of uh like there's songs being the number 1, one Billboard because no, 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 of no. TikTok no, no no like really old
1: songs oh no 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 it's just an no, example of how like, absurd the pull but, from TikTok no, is no but look yeah. at it
3: look at it from a label's point of view right like in the Fleetwood <clears throat> Mac example like realistically uh-huh. And I don't know if that song is is part of the UMG catalog. Yeah, or I was or, just an example. But sorry. How much money did the label actually make from that song hitting number one again? Maybe a hundred thousand. If, if that's maybe the exact
1: maybe. I'm just trying to use it as an example of how something can skyrocket to the top. And like, if that's no, it, a new artist, it, it, that it, artist could literally start an entire career based off of. I, yeah, I would actually argue
3: it. that they can't though. Be- really? Because apps like TikTok have lowered the dollar value of music to such a point that y- you can't actually generate meaningful revenue off of the music alone. Off it of is, the music alone, but right.
1: becoming like a a known artist that then can tour. Like I'm sure sh- there right, are definitely artists that have started but, touring because they've been found on TikTok.
3: Yeah, but UMG is not getting a cut of that. Yeah, so, UMG on benefit. so UMG has no reason to go back to TikTok. Do they potentially then not have artists that want
1: to sign with them anymore? Because and, they're losing I mean, that they're opportunity?
3: I, well, here's the it other thing. They have been for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they but, are massive. It's also worth noting like UMG's excuse of like, we're doing this to protect our artists. Yeah. Because yeah, there is, there is no an argument to be made that TikTok does not pay for sure. fair for prices sure. for music. Also, UMG has at every opportunity made sure their artists get paid less on streaming. Yeah. Every single turn. Yeah, yeah, they They literally, there's a lawsuit being formed right now about them lowering the per stream price for their artists in exchange for Spotify stock that their artists will have no share in. (laughs) Like actual crazy stuff. I want to also confirm
1: I'm not in anyone's corner here. It is just who I think will... I think it would be
0: awesome to talk to an artist, probably because they have really strong opinions on whether or not like the effect that TikTok and all that it's done has had on being an artist, whether you're a small one or a big one. Because I think there's a lot of artists who are like, yeah, I was doing what I was doing and then I had a couple songs blow up on TikTok and now people are going to concerts to see those songs And that might be a real thing, or I could just be imagining that, and that's not an actual thing that happens. And they are very fleeting bursts of attention that disappear in a week. I also wonder how often it happens like, how many to how many small artists that happens to. I'm so I'm fairly confident there's a lot of examples of songs hitting number one. And maybe this is just because I've seen it personally so many times, but a song that I look at on Spotify's like Billboard Top 100 chart that I'm like, Oh, that's the one that's been on Spotify or on TikTok for the past week. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. why it's number one. Do
2: you know the YouTuber Rick Beto? I don't he, think so. He's a music YouTuber. Okay. Um, he's like, he's he's cool. But he's like, um, he does these Spotify top 10 reaction videos where every mm-hmm. three months Spotify has like this new top 10 list of music. And it's very often music that I have never heard of before. Of course and he has also never heard it before, and it, there's probably a strong chance that it just got popular
0: on TikTok for like two weeks, yeah. and then spiked it on Spotify, and that's why it's up And there. you'll see it's by an artist that has like no other, yeah, like everything else is at this level, and then one song is like way above the rest, and you're like, yeah. ah, that's the one that blew up on TikTok, yeah. I see. Also, also
3: sorry, just want to throw this mm-hmm. out there. You
4: triggered us. You <laughs> oh, and no, companies I...
3: like UMG, and this applies more to major labels than Independent and quote-unquote independent or medium-sized labels UMG owns a lot of music and and uh, What's the word? Administrates a lot of music for artists who are dead (laughs) for artists who who cannot tour and I'm not saying like oh We need to defend this like large corporations business model, but it is like you can't make the argument that the promo is worth it on TikTok oh. if, if the artist is literally deceased, you know, like just yeah. as speaking of uh, or just to say that I think UMG or TikTok needs Universal Music Group way more than the other way around. Hmm. You've I, I also
1: <laughs> well, I, I also don't get why we're making the argument like a one song pops off because there have been one hit wonders for the past fifty years who have made entire careers off of yeah. Literally, Eiffel 65 has one song. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> that, that album, album is
2: amazing. <laughs> also, that just album.
1: saying, like that has been a thing in the music industry for yes. a it, long it time. It is,
3: <laughs> but up until about. 20, 15-ish years ago yeah if there was you no. if you went platinum or even if you went gold you were going to recoup on your contract you were gonna come away with a, a fat check and you could actually live the rest of your life mm-hmm. off that money nowadays like if you get 10 million Spotify plays 10 yeah. million a huge number mm-hmm. that is about 50 grand yeah you, I, you have congratulations you have now almost made minimum wage like yeah
1: no, I agree. I think you're all still just harping on just streaming, though. I feel like you could have more than just that. Yeah, you
0: have to very quickly capitalize. Like,
1: artists it. now have Instagram pages that have tons of followers and stuff like that. And if mm-hmm. that sparks from TikTok, they have tours, they have meet and greets. like.
0: And it'll I be I up to the artist to, like, properly, hopefully capitalize on TikTok success to bring them over to something that they can actually make money on, mm-hmm. whether it's your Instagram or your merch or your tours or whatever. It's just how easy slash hard is that actually?
1: I probably agree with you that UMG, like hearing all this, UMG probably needs it more. And ultimately, artists are getting (laughs) the hardest here out of everyone, which sounds like what TikTok and UMG are pretty known for. Yeah, this sounds
4: kind of like the whole argument for like unpaid internships, like, but think of the exposure.
2: Instagram and YouTube are the real winners in all of this, Mm -hmm. because now if you want to, like, make a reel with a specific song, you got to put it on Instagram or YouTube shorts. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I also, well, I guess it'll happen eventually, but TikTok people will just, no, they must have some sort of copyright thing, right? Because you can just upload your own sound. And it would probably get
0: taken down.
2: I'm
1: assuming it would get taken down I wonder. eventually, but I have no idea. Because yeah. right, like, if
0: you just use the built in tool, it won't a be there anymore.
1: Total mess when you try and find like original sounds. Every time you click one, it's a whole other library because yeah. it's not everyone's just using the actual library sound. They're like uploading yeah. their own and then.
2: Yeah, it's such like a this is still a problem. It's not as much of a problem as it was right after Instagram Reels launched, but almost every yeah. Instagram Reel had the TikTok watermark in the corner <laughs> <laughs> when it first came out. Same with YouTube Shorts. And mm. now those platforms are driving more organic uh, short development. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still a thing that people are just using because the TikTok editor is so good that people just yeah. edit their
0: video inside of TikTok. Itself. I think most people... Use the TikTok built in tools yeah. to do that. Yeah. And if you have an MP3 of a Taylor Swift song and you're like editing it on your phone <laughs> to be in the video, good for you. But I, I think you're in the minority. There's probably a lot of people just hitting the button in the app. So uh-huh. that is fascinating. Yeah, it's a whole dynamic. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I think Taylor Swift will probably be okay <laughs> um, uh, yeah. but she's you know, gonna go
4: bankrupt from this did it, you guys hear she won the super bowl
0: she did she was there was an i literally was in a betting pool where there was an over-under on how many times she would be shown and on the screen and she easily cleared the over i think it was like 5.5 was our over under 5.5 percent of the game 5.5 times shown on screen taylor swift oh that's way too low
2: it dude. was way over that's a very low and route. i i heard a lot of people say they did a good job of not cutting to her too much
1: because yeah. in a lot of other games, are.
0: a lot of other of
1: the they games didn't did do it, it enough. Or. They did
0: cut to <laughs> other no, celebrities watching, but it was like very clear that there was a theme happening. They're <laughs> like, they would we're cut only
2: to Travis doing Kelsey,
0: it. <laughs> And then they would cut to Taylor Swift reacting to what Travis Kelsey was doing. We're only cutting to other people to make it seem like we're not just yeah. trying to cut to Taylor Camera Swift. C, camera D, camera A, <laughs> camera B, camera A, <laughs> camera C, camera D. F. Camera a. <laughs> okay yeah we got her we got her <laughs> yeah they were they it was a thing yeah it was a thing that's funny all right we should take a quick break <laughs> and when we come back we have uh some phone leaks to talk about and we also not even leaks just a new phone and then uh some ceo reviewing their own product fun <laughs> what before we do that trivia <laughs> see how long I can make that pause. <laughs> yeah. I oh, love that he responded to you that was on very Twitter. Funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you that didn't know, fun. the announcer who does the NBA Top Ten stuff on Twitter saw the clip. I just want to shout you guys out for getting him the clip and shout him out for seeing the clip and tweeting the clip. Also, his name, name
1: is the
4: Goatmentator. Get it right. Yeah, sorry. Goatmentator. <laughs> Mr.
1: Goatmentator. That's Sir Goatmentator <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: to you. Dr. Professor Goatmentator. Uh, <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> third.
3: All right, so I'm working on a video for the studio channel right now that's about speakers. And so I've got a lot of speaker stuff on the brain. So this is going to be a a speaker question. On the brain? On the brain. Oh, brain audio? Okay. Foreshadow.
1: (laughs) 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 I think that's just called spoiling.
3: (laughs) No, we're smart. We're smart. It's called foreshadowing when it's smart. Anyway... Andrew, Marquez, you guys both have uh, speakers that are part of the Yamaha HS line on your desk, and those are what we call two-way speakers. They have two speaker drivers. That one at the top that makes all the high frequencies, that's called the tweeter, like a bird. Tweet, tweet. What's the bigger one in the middle of the speaker called? The mid-tones. The (laughs) (laughs) mid-tones. The Twitter.
0: (laughs) Well, think about it. Answer's at the end like usual. We'll be right back.
3: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget
4: the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global
0: commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, welcome back. Uh, we got a new, a new phone to talk a little bit about. Not that it's out, but it's at least starting to be teased now. Nothing Phone 2A. So... We already had Nothing Phone 1, Nothing Phone 2. They make headphones now. They're starting to branch out their portfolio a little bit. And it looks like the next thing they're going to do is a 2A, which I think we all assume is a budget phone, a cheaper phone. That's what, that's what Pixel did with A. That's what they probably should do with a cheaper phone. So Nothing Phone 2A. March 5th is when it's getting unveiled. And they have this, like, teaser video. It's around MWC. We'll probably get pricing around there. And there's a bunch of rumors flying around about what exactly they would do to make a cheaper nothing phone. Um, One of the big rumors, of course, is knocking down that SoC. So there's a rumor saying it could be a MediaTek Dimensity 7200, which I haven't personally benchmarked. I don't think I have experience with a phone with that chipset, but if it's a MediaTek Dimensity chip, let's say it's pretty safe to assume it's not on the level of a Qualcomm Snapdragon chip like a gen, eight gen 2 or 8 Gen 3. I think it's definitely not going to have all the same AI features. Definitely at won't, exactly. <laughs> at, a, at a minimum. You're, yeah. Really? probably also have hardware cutdowns like from the camera. It looks like, based on like some wireframe stuff and people doing uh, renders based on leaks, it probably won't have wireless charging, I'm guessing. It'll still look oh, like a nothing phone. Um, but yeah, it's going to have to find ways to cut down on certain things and still deliver a nothing phone-esque thing. This is like, how do you make a Rivian R2 that doesn't feel like you're taking away too much character from the Rivian R1?
1: Make it see-through. Make it see-through. <laughs> Give it a Bluetooth yeah. speaker. <laughs> so the render, from what I've seen, seems like it's based on a mix of this tweet from someone named Dylan Russel that it seems to be like a video almost of like a feature set that would be inside of Android showing how something works. Um, I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. leaks like that before. And mm-hmm. it briefly shows the back of the phone and some of the glyphs in this like washed out white version. And then along with the Carl Pei video that came out and in the thumbnail, there's like this whiteboard-esque sketch, Mm -hmm. people took those together, made this really sick looking render that it seems to match everything that's shown in those two things we know about it. And Mm -hmm. I think it looks sick. I think it looks really good. I think it looks better than the nothing phone. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, it's like, if (laughs) we want to try to really, if we want to try to explain it, this one is all black. It has two cameras kind of in the middle top of the phone and then surrounded by a circle that doesn't necessarily look like a camera bump, just a s- circle. Yeah. And then there's three glyphs around it, um, kind of like a longer s- f- curved light, a smaller curved light and one straight light, kind yeah. of typical so nothing, like light bars. looks nice but doesn't necessarily follow any form factor. Um, And then it has like kind of this black ribbon cable looking thing coming down the bottom. But like you mentioned before, and I didn't put this together, not a wireless charging circle. So probably not having wireless charging. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks great.
2: So the interesting thing about this is that camera array, Mm -hmm. uh, it's two cameras, so it's unlikely to have a telephoto camera. That's usually what they do with budget phones. But the interesting thing about this array is that When the phone is in the vertical orientation, the cameras are horizontally aligned, which is not something that you see on phones that often. And the reason is because when you are filming horizontally, which is the correct aspect ratio to film in, if you are above the age of 25,
1: um, (laughs) you want it... I was going (laughs) to joke and say disagree, and then I just would have made myself look old. (laughs) You want to be able to switch
2: between the lenses without there being um, parallax. But... Because this phone has horizontally aligned cameras when it is in vertical orientation, this is clearly made for like people that are okay with firming mm. with filming vertically very frequently. And I would bet you that nothing is probably going to reference that in their you keynote. They're probably going to be
0: like most mm. people film vertically these days, so we decided to put the cameras vertically. When- so you're saying so it's probably a standard camera and an ultra wide. Yes. And they're right next to each other, but they can't be on top of each other. So they're left right. Instead of top bottom, they could be,
2: but when you're filming video vertically, if you switch and you have slight parallax on the right versus like up and down, I think that, that people. It translates are, better? It translates better. It's the reason mm. that usually cameras uh, are above and below each other because you turn your phone to film horizontally. Gotcha.
3: Yeah. It, hmm. There wouldn't be more parallax. I feel like the left not, and right parallax. Yeah. I guess it makes sense because those dual reflex cameras are always. No, those are top SL- and bottom.
2: Yeah, but SLRs, okay.
3: <laughs> uh-
2: TLRs, twin reflex cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you have a viewing lens and a shooting lens. They're not, like, both yeah. being used. One is only being used to view. Okay. So, that's just my...
1: Okay, that's just my theory. <laughs> well, here's <laughs> my theory. Here's my theory. Okay. Carl Pay said, this looks cool.
0: <laughs> also, and I agree with you, Carl. It's just <laughs> as easy to justify. <laughs> yeah. And they said, we'll fix it in, hard- in software. We'll just try to make them as little we'll as possible. Or we'll say we'll fix it in
1: software. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's interesting. So, I, I think it looks decent. Yeah, the irony of this
2: is that if we remember correctly only about one and a half years ago the nothing phone one was supposed to be a budget phone mm. and then the two used last year's flagship chip and was like relatively expensive like speed running the one plus acceleration <laughs> yeah. that we all saw already they're like one plus took six seven years to do this can we do it in two years yes um yes yeah, so now they're making an a-line again which is funny but i really personally do love the design if mm. this ends up being the uh, final design and in that animation that you were talking about it shows the timer um with yeah. the glyphs and all of that type of stuff it's, so it's like has mm. functionality. The
1: normal one has like twelve glyphs, right? This has three. Um yeah. I think they're just
0: like flashes and then together they make a glyph. I could be wrong. About oh. that. But well in, that's in, in, what I mean. Yeah, lights parts, I parts guess. Of a glyph. Okay parts yeah, yeah. that can oh, light up. Sorry. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah I meant like a, there's three different lights that do different things. Right. This yeah. if anyone knew more than three Congrats, that's awesome. That sounds like a lot of things to remember on the back of your phone. I love LED notifications. Mm -hmm. I miss LED indicators on phones. I miss that so much, so this is still cool. It depends how often, I mean, we could have this, this is gonna be a long
2: conversation, (laughs) but like, a big part of the discussion around the Glyph interface was like, well, we use Always on Displays now, which toss us a notification. And if you fa- have your phone upside down and you see that you have a notification, you're going to want to flip it anyway. Mm. And then there's the awkward part of like, well, it's a flat screen. So if you put it face down, it's going to get scratches on the front. And so it's like, mm.
0: OK, two rebuttals. Okay. One, everyone has a case on their phone and I get
2: told I don't have all a case all the time. On my phone.
0: <laughs> well, every, most Neither does Alice. I keep getting told everyone has a case on their phone. No, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. Do. <laughs> We're the they, only they people do. that would argue. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us have case, cases on our phones, and so when you put us? a face down, sorry, a lot of people who are going to buy this phone <laughs> are going to put a case on it. They'll put a face down, and it'll be fine. But the other thing is I want this to be a color, a color thing so bad. Spoiler, we're working on a video where we're using a, a lot of phones that are older that have the little light on them. And that little light is so, so useful dope. when it has colors. It. You could program what you wanted each color to show you. Yeah. And I would I would memorize. I'd have like five, six colors. Yellow for TweetDeck, blue for this, green for that. Yeah. And then they'd all just tell me everything without me. Having I remember to the Nexus phone. 6
2: had an RGB LED that they disabled before they launched the phone oh. for no reason. They just decided they didn't want to use it, but it was still in the hardware. Mm. So every ROM in the world was <laughs> oh, like, we're yeah. using <laughs> this now. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that was good times. Yeah, and even, even when you had like bigger or like at the, the trackball or something would light up and you have colors, that would be like That's all I need. I just want to be able to look at my phone and be like, oh, i got to If you put a case on this
2: phone, unless it's a clear case, you're missing out on the whole point of the phone.
0: Well, I'm assuming there will be cases that are like, oh, this is a clear-backed phone. Let's give like a clear plastic back or whatever. And then you get to see the lights lighting up in a way that tells you whatever's happening on your phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't like always on display. So like just one, my Note 8 had it. Yellow was a Snapchat. Blue was an email. Green was a text. That's all I needed. It was the best thing ever. I wish these could could turn
2: colors, though.
1: Things. Yes, that yeah. would be great. Yeah. Although, they don't on the normal phone. No. Right? So, the nothing normal phone. Uh, so, it'd be very funny if the budget version had colors. Yeah, but that would
0: be incredible. Yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah, I suspect it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be all white LEDs and the same thing as last time where you can pick one app where if that light lights up, then you know that that one app has a notification. hmm Fine. Yeah. I got a text. So I still
1: really like how this looks.
0: How much do you think it's going to cost? <sighs> okay. If I go... Nothing Phone 2. How much is Nothing Phone 2 actually right now? 549 549 Wow, okay. So you go Nothing Phone 2, take out wireless charging, take out some water resistance, downgrade to a dimensity chip. $50 off. Take out, I mean, there's still dual cameras on the Nothing Phone 2, so still dual cameras. And you could knock some screen down and some battery down. I think you could get down reasonably to a competitive...
2: 350 That'd that would be very competitive. that would be a great price. Remember when
0: pixel a launched and it was 350 pixel 4a pixel the first a a pixel was 350 uh, and then 3 it went a, 3a was yeah the yeah first a pixel 350 would be nice it was
2: three Yeah, the 4a was also 350 which was just like yeah yeah
4: yeah yeah that's yeah. the perfect that's budget phone price but also the <laughs> pixel phone that year or those two years was more expensive wasn't it it's gotten more expensive. I feel like the nothing yeah. phone two, like the price difference wouldn't be that drastic. So like if they could even sneak it down to like three hundred. They might bump up the nothing phone that, three price though. Oh, that's fair. Remember, Remember
2: when wait, wait, let's not. think about this. Yes, Remember no, the earbuds? They <laughs> they're just did. pulling it on us again. They're doing the same they thing. They literally did They literally already. Already, yeah. yeah. already did that. Damn, go, oh, damn, they almost got they me. They upped the price of the earbuds by a hundred dollars or that something. Was and that then, was
1: a pod just it was just you and I. We were like that. That'd be so funny if that's what they did, and then they did it. Yeah. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that the pick the Nothing Phone
0: 3 will be more expensive, but you're saying they'll just bump up the price on the 2 as it exists. I'm, just,
2: I'm not saying they
1: won't, is okay. what I'm saying, that's
2: because fair. we, have, we like, have a history. A history that's the best way to predict the future. There, there is precedent
1: there. There is a rumor of what the price might be. Okay. It is... The At the moment, from what I've some of the things I've read, it says approximately 400 euros, which is around 430 USD, so it's not quite what you were saying. At
0: that price, and this is going to be a hot take because people always disagree with me on this, you have to be higher refresh rate. Oh. You have I to. I don't
1: know. That's not where I thought you were going with that.
0: You need to be high. Because like the budget phones now are all 90 hertz plus. If you're going to have a $400 Unless phone- you're the iPhone. You better not be 60 hertz. And I will personally- make sure i talk about that
1: <laughs> what if I make sure is that a threat
0: i'm just saying you got to be i'm i what if they have some other
1: crazy feature that but I like, think it makes uh, it, will. it what if they have a software skin that's based on dots
0: <laughs> yeah but that's cheap you can do that i mean you already built it so you can put it on all your phones i feel like that's what what if that they bad. made it clear now oh. we're talking <gasps> now we're talking <laughs> no i think they'll they'll spend the extra money for the nothing phone 2 to be the differentiator in aesthetics at this price it will probably not be an amazing performer for the price with this dimensity chip Mm -hmm. maybe i'll maybe i'm wrong i could be shocked and this could be an incredible thing but i don't think it's going to have the best camera at this price i don't think it's going to be the battery champ at this price i think it's going to be the one that has sick design at this price look at this software look at this clear back look at these this glyph on the back that's what this phone is going to have for this price as its differentiator yeah
1: Yeah, pretty sure I agree.
0: And if you want it to be the cheap iPhone, you can get the cheap iPhone. If you want it to be the cheap, great Pixel camera, you can get the great, cheap Pixel camera. This is going to be the design one. I mean, I remember that MediaTek was making a big deal about how its
2: Dimensity series was a lot more competitive than its previous chips have been. Because I believe that this is their flagship line. And they make a lot of chips. Like, they make the chips that go in Pelotons. They make the chips that go in the Amazon Alexa. I've used a Peloton.
3: (laughs) It's not. <laughs>
0: it's not. Sorry. Well, uh, yes. I, I
2: mean,
0: d- that's not supposed to be a phone SoC of in, course, a, of in course. a Peloton. I do. I mean, I do see their Dimensity 7200 Ultra is going to be a four nanometer chip, and they of course want to be competitive with Qualcomm, and I'm sure it's going to give them better price flexibility than going with a Qualcomm chip. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's very helpful. I just, I'm like googling trying to find what phones the Dimensity 7200 is in, and I'm not seeing any yet. But oh. I just have a sneaky feeling it's not going to be mind-blowingly good Mm. and that's going to be fine at this price that's fine it just has to be fine yeah i think it'll be fine yeah
2: i mean again it's like you can't really tell the difference between chips now i think a big reason that qualcomm had to stuff the 8 gen 3 with ai features is that they didn't really know Uh At, at this point it's like yeah 8 gen 8 gen
0: 1 versus 8 gen 2 was the same chip a five percent headroom difference in performance is not a meaningful difference to most people even if it was 25 percent, most yeah, people would not mm-hmm. notice but the, the difference. ai
1: stuff is meaningful most so people I think are on the right instagram difference. yeah
2: <laughs> like it's, you don't have to have a fast cpu to use instagram yeah
1: yeah uh one other interesting thing about this and i think it was in the actual video that nothing posted but it seems like the 2a is going to be in the u.s developer program which is what they did with the nothing phone one right. versus the nothing phone two having an actual u.s release so it's kind of weird that they're going back on that but i guess trying it out not in the u.s at first or what well, wasn't the developer program you got it way cheaper but like it basically was like
2: yeah it I'm might not sure how it's gonna really work over issues, there. Basically. Yeah, test it yeah. out for us. But that was like a that was a while after they had launched the phone. Yeah, one. it was
1: way after. So yeah. Oh yeah, I guess that's a good point. Does that mean this happens later for the US? I don't know. Just probably immediately,
2: but yeah, I think their long term play is probably to get into the pay as you go market because currently OnePlus like is slaying the pay as you go market. OnePlus and uh, Motorola mm. are like extremely popular phones in that market. Mm make a lot of money through that. So, yeah, the OnePlus Nord phones have weirdly high market share in the I'm United sure. States, specifically in the pay-as-you-go market. Yeah.
1: So the, so the nothing phone Nord, that's it.
0: <laughs> Carl is There you go. <laughs> the as fast. fast as possible. Here's one last little update. Uh, yeah. There is a phone that has this chip in it already, the Vivo T2 Pro. That Glad phone, I heard that. That phone is not in the U.S., but it's a roughly $300 phone. Okay. So... And now you can't
3: say we didn't talk about it.
0: There's a context. <laughs> How recently did it come out? Uh, pretty recently. It's a Vivo phone. So. <laughs> They're just what turning out phones. Oh, um, yeah,
2: true.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's, <you> know, <laughs> Vivo,
2: it's true. Vivo and Realme, we get packages from them every other day. Literally. From a you phone? think
0: that's an exaggeration? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Literally yeah. every couple days.
2: Realme and Redmi, we just get packages every other day of an, another version of a phone i've never
3: or just the yeah. same one this was or the same one or it's yeah. the same one but that's it'll true. have like coke icons
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: true okay but that went hard though that was sick no yeah. and the sounds on that one
0: yeah <laughs> coke sounds yeah. yeah this one came out in september it had uh 128 gigs of storage or 256 android 13 120 hertz refresh rate 8 gigs of ram wow it runs fun touch os
1: <laughs> nice
0: so there you go that's an unfortunate name. That's an unfortunate name. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a pretty short section, but we obviously have a lot to talk about with uh, the Quest and Vision Pro stuff. So before we do that, let's do some trivia.
4: I get a kick out of the lights every time. Trivia. So we have two questions. You guys could pick which one you want. Do you want a VR question or do you want a MediaTek question?
0: <laughs> VR. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with VR. I could do MediaTek though. Andrew, him. you're
2: the
4: deciding Not Media tech. Yes. Not
1: MediaTek. <laughs>
4: Is that what yeah. we said? MediaTek. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> MediaTek. Question number two. Before MetaQuest, there was the Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. The first Oculus Rift prototype was made by Palmer Lucky in his parents' garage in Long Beach, California. How old was he when he did this? Okay. okay. That's yeah. the question. That's
0: interesting. I remember trying it at CES. Did you sure. try it at CES also? Mm-hmm. See no, we- no. Yeah, C-E- Yes. That's I a did. long time ago. I have no idea how old this guy is, though, so I'm going to have to guess. Anyway, answers later. We'll be right back. Support for the show comes from Anthropic. Companies of all sizes are exploring use cases for AI and finding that it's not a one-size-fits-all game. It's all about finding the right balance between speed, and intelligence. Like if you're powering a customer chat experience, you need instant speed at low cost. If you're doing complex R&D or advanced analysis, you need frontier intelligence. Cloud3 from Anthropic offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Cloud3 Opus is their largest and most powerful model that can handle complex tasks and analysis. Sonnet strikes the balance between information and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and most cost-effective model that can execute lightweight actions fast. Anthropic is dedicated to building AI systems that are reliable, interpretable, and steerable. Their multidisciplinary team of researchers, engineers, policy experts, and business leaders designed Claude to elevate the field of generative AI. See for yourself. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Did you hear what Zuck did? (laughs) Did he... He reviewed, reviewed his own, his
1: own products, product, <laughs> which I think That's is cool. hilarious. Yeah.
0: He reviewed someone
1: else's products compared, compared to his own products. Oh, Shocker. Yeah, right. He Just found like
0: his own product to be dramatically better than the competitor's product. Uh, I'm shocked. But he chimed in on Vision Pro he had some words to say about vision pro which is really interesting because he runs meta and it's almost like they're in their own world of like this is the metaverse and this is the products we build but even he has something to say about vision pro and i think that's because everyone has something to say about vision pro and it's kind of like a little bit it's like threatening it's like on the radar here let me just say something about vision pro so he uh let's just play what he's i actually agree with a lot of what he says let's just play some of what he says about quest three
5: all right guys So I finally tried Apple's Vision Pro. Sounds like a You know, I have to say that before (laughs) this, I expected that Quest would be the better value for most people since it's really good and it's like seven times less expensive. Uh, But after using it, I don't just think that Quest is the better value. I think that Quest is the better product, period.
2: Shocker. And,
5: you know, the different companies made different design decisions for the headsets. They have different strengths. But overall, Quest is better for the vast majority of things that people use mixed reality for. Mixed now, my friend Kenny is actually capturing this <laughs> video on Quest's high-resolution mixed reality pass-through <laughs> right now. We're, we're... It's just a guy.
1: For audio <laughs> listeners, it is just a guy sitting there. Hey, hey, Kenny. Kenny. Sorry, <laughs> Kenny. If Kenny's a real person, because he's not looks, moving in the video at all. Do you all. think it looks
0: more or less memeable than people doing video with Vision Pro, which was just like the eyes shining through? Like uh, I think less memeable because the eyes are a really big part of the meme. Kenny's yeah. keeping his head perfectly still to be a tripod <laughs> for this video. And the cutaway to Kenny is just... <laughs> the headset on, it's, it's great. Very
1: <laughs> funny. Also, he it's like, surprise it's being shot with the Quest Pro. It's like, we can tell. The <laughs> yeah. video quality is not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I figured – I think he goes on next to start listing things. Do you just want to pause after each thing he lists and we'll say whether we agree or totally.
0: disagree? I like that format, yeah. yeah. I think in general I agree with most of them, but let's break it down one by one.
3: Yeah. Sure, okay. Before we keep going, I just want to add the the the, the, the Vision Pro eyes – it's not exactly the least cringe thing in the whole world, but with the like weird triple triclops mm-hmm. slit, it, you look it's like the guy is like a face hugger. his face also He looks like he's being controlled by the headset and not the other way around. yeah. all right.
5: I'matur this video on Quest's high resolution mixed reality pass-through right now, where nice we're just here in my living room, and you know, can see his his browser windows and you know whatever else he's got running up here. Uh, so yeah. Quest 3 does high-quality pass-through with big screens, uh, just like Vision Pro. But we also designed it to be great for a lot of other things. Uh, Moving around, playing games, um, hanging out with friends and socializing, working out, um, and more. Pause. Quest.
0: I would generally agree that because Quest is lighter and more comfortable and doesn't have a cable running to your back pocket, it's easier to walk around, especially being more active in it. It's kind of like wearing light plastic headphones versus wearing AirPods Max. I saw somebody running in the city recently wearing AirPods Max. So I was like, damn. <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> going to get a concussion. That's tough. I would also, that's hard.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want to get my ear sweat on those cushions. Yeah. So uh, same thing with Vision Pro. That that light seal cushion, you can't really buy another one. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to wear a big, heavy Vision Pro being active nearly as much as I'd want to wear a Quest being active. So I'd give him credit there. Yeah a lot of people also Agreed. like working out
2: in quest like supernatural yeah. is a very popular exercise app in quest that people use all the time i mean just yeah.
1: beat saber like is yeah that too. incredibly like i'm sweaty every time i play that yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's really like
0: fun. two apps similar to beat saber right now in my vision pro they're not exactly beat saber but one of them is basically like beat saber yeah. with your hands it's not i think what david was active. talking about
1: is very similar also like a yeah. lot of the exercising things are like things coming at you and you do yeah you've got to like
2: dodge things and jump and like duck. It's, yeah. ba- it's basically a high intensity interval training app, but it's like gamified. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he talks a little bit more too about something you say shortly. Okay. Uh,
5: you know, I think it's just a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, we designed it to totally weigh 120 agreed. grams <laughs> yeah. less, which makes a really big difference on your face. Um, there's no wires that get in the way when you move around. great agreed. A deal. Our field of view is, is wider, and I found our screen to be brighter also.
0: Okay. Okay. Nicely <laughs> <really> specific. <level. laughs> I love that this is a straight to camera one take by Zuck, and he nails all of these like specific <laughs> points. Yeah. Yes, this screen in the Quest is brighter and has a wider field of view. But is it better overall? Is a different question. Well, he brings that up later, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I would say yes. You're right, Zuck. It is specifically brighter and has a wider field of view.
1: I would say, I've heard the thing about wider field of view. Putting both of them on. I can't really tell that much of a difference. It, really? bo- both of them, I can see borders around my eyes, yeah. and you don't get that like peripheral vision. And you figure that out very quickly when something comes into the corner of your mm-hmm. your eyes. Or like, was it you wearing it? Are you wearing it? And we were sitting to next to each it, other. And we, oh yeah, that's that's another yeah. thing when you try and like drink a water bottle. It gets really big and it yeah, distorts yeah. It distorts real hard. So yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Like cool it's a little better i don't think it's a noticeable difference that's that big of a deal
0: yeah i think unless you do them back to back you probably won't specifically think wow the quest has way wider field of view yeah uh but in general that's something that i mean this is the quest 3 it's third generation it's something the headsets have been working on for a while is getting progressively wider and wider and more immersive field of view so to see a 3500 hundred dollar headset have a narrower field of view was like a big point of contention for quest enthusiasts Mm -hmm. so that is a fact also weight is a big thing because he mentioned he made it
2: 150 grams oh, yeah. lighter or so. And yeah, that's
1: a big. We all agree that the Quest Three is far more comfortable. Yes, yeah. so. right. Like, yeah, because the,
2: Meta's willing to make things out of plastic, and Apple is yeah. not. Yeah,
0: and it has
3: battery. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like the Vision Pro is more comfy personally. Really? Just because oh. the the Quest Pro and Three get so okay. Hot. The Pro just three, is a just different three. situation. Okay, uh, just three, just three. The it Pro gets is heavier so than hot, the but it gets Pro. so hot it like. Like, literally, I pull the three off after, like, a two-hour session, and my face is dripping. Have you used the Vision Pro for two hours, though? I have not used the Vision Pro for two hours, but I I find it really hard to believe it gets that hot. It makes your eyes kind of hot interestingly so i mean
0: i've worn the vision pro i mean on the pod i didn't have anything intensive running but for a long time you can start to feel the warm air passing out the top over Mm -hmm. your forehead and the fans turn on and you never hear the fans and you never really feel like hot air hitting your eyes or anything like that but you do kind of notice like oh the top of this thing is kind of warm that's as far as i've gotten as i don't i haven't actually worn quest three for two straight hours doing anything crazy but that's interesting that it gets a lot hotter
3: i've only made it like three hours and at, at that point it's like the combination of the eye strain from looking at it and the heat on my face i'm just huh. like i'm done with this thing interesting personally but I, you're right i haven't tried vision pro for that for an extended work I'm, as soon as everyone's done passing it around i'm gonna try the, the, the full the full <laughs> okay. work day on it and get pink eye and
1: no, yeah. <laughs> so,
3: one thing you mentioned
1: before and he mentioned the wire hanging down i think is actually like totally agree mm-hmm. not having that wire is so nice like mm-hmm. it makes everything more comfortable i do also find it funny ellis brought off quest pro i think it's hilarious that he doesn't compare it to quest pro once in this entire video <laughs> <Yeah>. just completely <laughs> disregards which feels so much more like the comparison um and then oh the third thing we're talking about comfortableness i just want to throw this out i saw this awesome thing the other day where you can 3d print a connector so you can use the apple solo band on the quest 3 and people say it's so much more comfortable because yeah. the quest 3 is so much lighter oh, wow. that you actually do get the really nice like boa version and the steel solo loop on the oh that's kind awesome. three i want to try just that with a 3d printing thing it that's seems cool. really sick that yeah. is
0: probably the all-time best quest accessory yeah wow <laughs> that's kind of sick okay good to know cool
5: um I also noticed that, you know, Apple's headset has this motion blur as you move around, which um, Quest is just a lot crisper. Now, Apple's screen does have a higher... The motion Uh, blur is annoying. I agree.
1: I'm trying to remember. I guess I don't think I used it as much. I I will have to say the Quest has this thing, and I know there's a name for it, but I don't know where it is, where if you're... It feels like on the bottom half of your screen, if you have something in your foreground and background and you move your head side to side, it feels like the top and the bottom start swaying oh. and like almost disconnecting. It's something World I've noticed with shutter some... Shutter, yeah. it, that must be what it is, yeah. It's weird, and even though like the Quest Pro has uh, motion blur, or sorry, yeah, the motion, Vision Pro has it's motion bro, yeah. blur, I feel more comfortable walking in the Vision Pro than I do in the Quest Pro. There's something about the Quest Pro that feels just a little disorienting And I think the Quest Pro wins and or sorry (laughs) this is going to be a very confusing and quest three not quest Quest three yes oh my gosh
2: (laughs)
0: quest three vision pro
1: i like walking in the vision pro (laughs) (laughs)
0: pass through is definitely better in the vision pro i agree and he mentions the motion blur while moving around probably more laterally and you do notice this especially because i think if in vision pro you stare at one thing and then move your head you'll notice it gets blurry while you're moving your head and then you stop moving and it sharpens up and I don't think that that's a normal behavior most of the time. In Vision Pro, you're focusing on the thing in front of you while you move around, and I don't think I've noticed any difficult motion blur in that. Mm. He also used the word crisper. Interesting choice of words. Yeah, because he's doing gene editing.
3: <laughs> ah, good one, good one. That was good.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, he thinks it's crisper while moving your head, but the pixel density of the Vision Pro is dramatically higher so mm-hmm. CRISPR while moving versus CRISPR in general is a, is a bit fuzzy bit fuzzy
2: nice
5: Fuzzier. yeah nice <laughs> resolution and, and that's that's really nice but i was surprised by how many trade-offs they had to make to the quality of the device and the comfort and ergonomics um, and other aspects of the display and artifacts in order to get to that now for input quest supports uh precision controllers that are great for games um, both headsets support hand tracking, but you know I found ours to be a little more accurate.
0: Pause.
5: Cap. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> Wait, hold oh. on. Pause.
2: Okay.
1: Here's. Oh, sorry. No, you go. Okay.
0: Okay. The controllers on Quest are great. Yes. And they are better for gaming than anything you can do on the Vision Pro.
1: And Vision Pro should have a controller option. It would be nice it if you could nice.
0: have a. I mean, you can use it like a game controller, but it would be nice if you could use like a pointer controller, whatever, okay. for games. That being said, the hand selection of things in Quest is not even close to as good for regular moving around the UI as the Vision Pro. It's just not. It's definitely not as good. Um, that being said, with Quest, you're usually just holding the controllers. And so that precision is really, really great. And if you just get used to controllers, you never have to worry about the wonkiness of like trying to grab a window and move stuff. But I think the intuitiveness of Apple's eye tracking combined with how good and how wide of an area it can pick up just the pinching is fantastic. So I would say it's just apples and oranges, like controllers on one, really good. There are no controllers on the other, but the eye control and hand control is really good on that. And you're going to get way better gaming out of controllers and way better UI and intuitiveness out of the other. I think that's what I like sort of split it down to.
3: Yeah, I agree. As someone who has like a quest workflow where I like I leave it charging on my desk and never use the controllers like the controllers are in a drawer. Just pull it on the first 35 seconds to a minute is just me looking at my hands going, see them, (laughs) see them. (laughs) But again, that's Quest Pro, right? No, it's three. It's Uh, it's both quests. I didn't really feel like the hand tracking got better once it finds your hands on Mm. three. But even still, you're like. No, I'm aiming here. No, yeah, the aiming pointer thing is not no, good. No, you Did not try to click?
0: Oh, one more. Xing out of Windows is like I hit, I highlight the X and then I do this and it like it twitches yeah. and it misses the X and I and, try to hit it like over and over and I'm, it's crazy. And
3: maybe it boots the hand tracking like program a little bit after turning on because it assumes you're going to use the controllers, but every yeah. time I'm like, see yeah. him yet? And it's like, nah, bro, you're armless.
1: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so. I kind of think he's being strategic in what he's saying there, and his hand tracking is like he—he he is about to mention eye tracking, and I feel like comparing the eye tracking with the pinch isn't hand tracking for the Vision Pro. It's just like you're just using the pinch at that point, and the eye tracking is far better than any because the Quest, like pinch and like point, it's is hard. Horrible. it's horrible. It's so bad. And I don't think that's what he's... T- I don't know. It's very confusing how he's saying this. I think he's just trying to say something about like hand tracking and being sh- like how good it sees your hands and shows them in a space because that pinching thing is terrible. And eye tracking is different because it's tracking your eyes and all it's using your hands for is the pinching. Yeah, that's true. He, he could he could so argue that it's more advanced. I think it's, it's a strategic up- word that he's using. Yeah,
3: yeah. But the the quest has to know more gestures right because you have the menu open pinch and the select pin the wrist and the wrist turn and yeah so it's not like they're not make trying to make a serious hand tracking thing
1: i would use the controllers 100 percent of the time with the quest yeah with
3: the quest totally Yeah. yeah shall we continue let's keep going
5: apple's eye tracking is really nice We we actually had those sensors back in Quest Pro. We took them out for Quest Three. We're going to bring them back in the future. That was
2: (laughs) interesting. That was like a um, what do they call it when you compliment someone but underhanded?
5: (laughs) Underhanded. I thought Uh, or a
2: compliment sandwich, right? Or like yeah, it's like it's good. Um, We actually had that years ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, Um, and we're going to bring it back once we think it is actually a good feature wait
3: those sensors are in the quest pro though yeah they have yeah. Eye tra- they have eye trackers yeah. in the
0: quest pro well i didn't even know that. that's part of the reason it was so expensive actually. but you again have controllers that you use most of the time and and end up not using like the fundamental thing about vision pro is it doesn't it doesn't come with controllers so you have to rely on the eye tracking being good all of the time for everything you do in everything yeah which is different from quest
1: yeah but they're bringing it back they're bringing it They're bringing back, it back, I wonder back why. in the future. I wonder
2: I why. Wonder why. <laughs> just I mean, like how they brought uh color pass through mixed reality to the Quest three right before the Vision Pro came
1: out. Fascinating. Yeah, I feel like the the eye tracking and pinching is like the far more intuitive non controller way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um It is extremely frustrating when it like doesn't work because you just feel like you're using tele- trying to use like telekinesis by <laughs> sitting there and you're like. I can't get this to go up a little higher. Yeah. And you start lifting your head. And there have been times where I've just stood up to walk to the window that I have like in front of me and and, like just press it with my finger. Yeah. Which is a good thing that Um, works. Super frustrating though to do.
0: I think also, and not to drag on too long, this kind of goes a little bit more to like we keep doing the philosophical thing where like, what do we want the future to be? And I think in like a 20-year, however long future, you put on the glasses or whatever and just start using things without a controller. You don't want to have to think Mm -hmm. about a controller. And for meta, if you get people so used to that precision controller, I think you now have to eventually find a hurdle where you get rid of controllers. And there has to be this leaping off point where they're like... I know you guys have been using these controllers, and they've been really, really good for all these games and all the experiences, but every app and everything that we do is going to have to leap off of controllers to graduate to this super lightweight, invisible, mixed reality thing we want. You don't think they're always going to have optional controllers for games? Because I feel like it's, a, it's pop, better It's possible. Games. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you always have optional controllers, but it's, it's kind of like, what did you train your users to do for the past decade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see them moving fully to hand tracking
2: and, and eye tracking, but I feel like they're always going to lean into that, especially because they are a lot more about the VR experiences. Like mm-hmm. people buy quests to play games. People don't buy Vision Pros to play games. Right. Because you're not buying a Vision Pro for Fruit Ninja, yeah. you know? So they're, they have very different use cases, even though they use fairly similar technology. Yeah.
1: Agreed.
5: Um, It's a nice interface. It's not perfect for everything, though, for typing or complex tasks. Correct. um, You're (laughs) going to want things like hands or a keyboard or controllers or eventually a neural interface.
0: I like how he just (laughs) casually dropped. You're probably going to want, like, a, I don't know, a keyboard or, like, a neural interface anyway. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What? He's pretty much like, oh, this new, like, kind of revolution, maybe not revolutionary, but the thing that Quest or Vision Pro is really good at is the eye tracking. He's like, this new thing, it's, like, pretty good, but, you know, the old school things are good. Neural engine, or wait, <laughs> neural interface, did you neural mean, interface. Like, yeah, it the headset plugs into your brain. No, no I th- not
0: exactly, not directly, but some sort of it's funny because I agree with him that for simple tasks, the the eye tracking and everything, it's great, but the second you get to a complex task, yeah, let's let's consider typing maybe a more complex task, mm-hmm. then it's a little more like. Okay, do I look at the letters or do I like type the thing in midair? Shit. It's a little cumbersome and clumsy, uh-huh. and for that, I would just want to think of the word and it shows up on the screen. Like things <laughs> like that, you get a little more future looking, and I'm sure they're working on stuff like that. But yeah, just casually drop that in there is kind of so, like wait. So he is talking about plugging into your brain. Not I don't know if that's exactly what that means. Yeah, or if they're because in in the Vision Pro, you have Siri and you just say the word. So you looked at the you looked at the text field and just say a word and it shows up. Okay. And that's you know, that's not a neural interface, but it feels like one. And what's two steps further down that line for for Meta is it just have like wearing a certain like Headband. Electro detector thing on your
4: on your forehead. I don't know. I don't want meta knowing all my thoughts. I can't even type with my eyes. Imagine <laughs> trying to focus so hard to only think of the word you're trying to say. And not think the other of, words of anything else. <laughs> also, Do not cat. think of an elephant. Also,
3: this is, this is meta. Like, I don't want my inner thoughts yeah, exactly. scraped for advertiser data. Oh, they will. <laughs> <laughs> they will. Ellis, you were thinking about hot dogs. A lot. <laughs> a, a lot, like all day.
0: So we showed you a few ads and you bought them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I I agree with what he's saying. I just don't know how to get to that future. Yeah. It's weird. I do agree that
2: using the environments and having it make your keyboard go away is really stupid.
0: Yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah.
2: In the video. Yeah, especially if you're like using your Mac display and you're mirroring it and then but then you tune yourself into an environment and you just can't have to it.
3: touch type. <laughs> like I hate You can't it. see it. You know? <laughs> is that insane? Yeah. Your no, Mac insane? monitor is floating in the and, air. And that's insane. one thing I really like about the meta remote desktop application is you can place a cutout on your desk mm, yeah. for all of your controllers so like cool. i have all my macro buttons my keyboard my trackpad and so yeah. i can like physically look i'm a big macro button guys but it's really awesome that's why i have a quest workflow you know yeah. what i mean because it actually as much as it sucks and is hot and hurts your eyes and and it <laughs> and reads your thoughts or whatever User. it does actually work <laughs> yeah like at the end of the day it does it does work
4: yeah yeah i kind of I just also want to point out that at the end of every time ellis does this he takes off the headset and he's like i gotta go for a walk (laughs) (laughs) i've been on mars for 24 minutes
3: it's so real
0: yeah i i did mention in the video but like if apple can do this and this and recognize your hands and pass through then surely i should be able to do this and sorry audio listeners i'm like holding up my hands and that's how you detect your hands and they work in pass-through, surely I can hold up a keyboard or it just recognizes a keyboard.
2: Yeah, if it can recognize Mm. a MacBook Pro display and know how to automatically lift that out of the screen, it should be able to do like semantic segmentation and know where your keyboard is.
3: Which the Quest can do with supported keyboards, uh, like the Logitech MX series keyboards, MX Mechanicals. If you tell the Quest that you're using one of those, it will scan it and then fully do a 3D render. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. It doesn't work. (laughs) I mean, maybe it works now. When I was trying to do it, I couldn't get it to work. Oh, man. (laughs) I even think like it should... But it's in the menu. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think think it should be even more advanced with like, you you looked at my hands and you know what hands generally look like, so then you were able to figure out my hands. I think you should know what keyboards generally look like because the layout's the same mostly every time and then you have function keys at the top.
1: Wait, I'm just... And you can. just You can't it. use the keyboard at all. It's not that you can't see. You can it. use it. You just can't see. You can't it. see it. Oh, just learn how to f-ing touch type. Well, you can, Users, but if you were doing okay. this and then you were missing your
0: keyboard, you have to bro, like find your bro. keyboard again. Sure, yeah, no, this is I, I know user what is, But but I,
2: there's something there's about having my peripheral vision see my hands typing on something. Yeah, and that being linked to what I'm feeling by pressing on buttons, that is comforting. I'm not saying that I, not all I, don't touch type. I don't touch type. I know yeah. how to type. I just like something about my peripheral vision telling my brain, yes, you are typing I'm while also, feeling the thing is beneficial. I'm mostly, I'm no I'm
1: mostly joking. I'm mostly joking. But yeah. yes, I agree to whatever challenge you're about to ask. <laughs> Side note, mm-hmm. try and get a, a high monkey type what on the Vision you... Pro. I think I got like 56.
3: With, how are you? With
1: eyeball? Poking? But... Yeah, poking, um, poking, really? single fingers, dang. 30 seconds on monkey type, I got to like 52 or 56. Were you like inches from it? like just? Like- Dude, I sat th- I sat in it for an hour trying to do oh, it. So that just sounds
3: easy. like Beat Saber at a certain point. It's like a <laughs> CS, Way more frustrating
1: and way less fun. <laughs> yeah.
3: That is okay.
1: was tough.
5: Quest's immersive content library is a lot deeper. You know, we've been working with studios, uh, building virtual and mixed reality games and other content for a long time now. And if you want to watch YouTube or play Xbox on a big screen anywhere you go, uh, that's only available on Quest for now. Okay, so
0: wait, I'm very interested. Specific wording,
2: very specific wording. Did you watch his video? Yeah. yeah. So it shows he shows these immersive videos that he's watching or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they just do not feel immersive compared to everything you watch in the Vision Pro.
1: I think like the term immersive is, I mean, he's saying there's a, he's basically saying there's a lot of VR. Yeah, he
0: says the immersive content library is deeper because (laughs) Quest 3 and Quest 2, and they've been around for a while and they've partnered with tons of studios Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So yes, they have a much, much larger collection of things to do in VR and immersive experiences, of course. But is it as good as the extremely small number of the ones that we've seen on Vision Pro?
1: No. I think you guys are... Using immersive as hyper realistic, and I don't—I don't, um, I I don't know that, if I fully agree no, as that, that being a, the definition for immersive. I
0: think that just refers to a, a a type of media, which is this is fully in the XYZ space around you, whether it's full VR or mixed reality. It's just they have they have all these experiences. And if you watch the video, there's one that's mixed reality, like something coming out of the wall, and there's also obviously VR experiences. Mm-hmm. And Qu- Quest Pro has tons of this stuff. So, yes, the library, which is what he's saying, is way bigger. So the amount of stuff you can do is way bigger. This feels like Android and iOS all over again. Like the the Vision Pro is <laughs> yeah, like you can't is. do nearly it as is. much. <laughs> but you could argue that the fidelity and the tracking and how well things stay spatially locked are – and the media especially, the videos that – the like four videos that exist that were shot for Vision Pro look better by a mile than anything I've seen through a Quest headset. So I'm like, uh, do you want more yeah. or better?" Ugh, I think the big lot. thing is like the the immersive video on the Quest
2: kind of just feels like 2D video that is around you he, whereas the Vision Pro videos feel more 3D dim- like volumetric. Feel more volumetric.
1: He said immersive experiences, right? Not mm-hmm. immersive yeah. videos. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but he shows a video on screen when he says that. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah, I guess my argument was immersive experiences is very obviously true. That could just be a
0: VR game.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I
1: would argue that it's <laughs> yeah. more immersive and yeah. more... Yeah, a VR r-
0: game, and then there's uh, like watching that? a fight from the corner of the octagon. So it's yeah. like, this content, this doesn't exist for I mean, Vision It's like Pro. a 2D video stream, though, It's all that looks like. It
1: looks I mean, bad,
0: but it exists... Yeah, and I wish you could do this in Vision Pro, but you can't. They marketed you could do that in Vision Pro. I thought. Yeah, they marketed it. But as 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 of right now, he's specifically using that language of our content library is deeper. Correct. I agree with the exact words that Zuck used in this video. (laughs) I'll put it that way.
1: I would argue the experiences in Quest Three are more immersive.
0: Be- more immersive it depends on what experiences Be- i you mean it,
1: like in the sense of i'm in a position where like i've thought i could lean on things that weren't there and like it just feels like you're in something where you're not actually there like yes. even like graphics aren't the only thing i've played super hot which is like the most like boring not boring but like simple polygons mm-hmm. and i've fallen over because i've tried to touch things in the actual yeah thing. This is like I would argue that's extremely immersive. I
0: think I know where you're going, which is, and I, I didn't really talk about it as much as I want to in the last video, but the only really fully immersive things in Vision Pro are the environments, mm-hmm. which are like the five or whatever that you can do. And the play area of that world is very small. Yeah. So you can't really move around. Cause you didn't like draw your play area on the ground or whatever. It just sort of puts it around you and you can take like two steps in each direction before it breaks and you're out of it. And in super hot, if you have a huge play area, you can like walk across the room and get and crouch down behind a thing. And it will look like you walked across the room and crouched down behind a box. And none of that exists on vision pro. Uh-huh. So in that way, the quest experience is more immersive because you have more play area, but, if I just stand in place and look at a character, there's no question the Vision Pro looks more realistic. Just in the like four environment, like standing on the moon or Mount Hood, for example, and just looking out and hearing everything and seeing everything and how well my head tracks and how, how detailed the textures are, that part advantage Vision Pro. So there are different things that make certain experiences more or less immersive, and the play area is a big one.
1: I think there are other things we just haven't experienced in Quest Pro that are like, because I remember on our Vive, there was like being on top of a mountain and it's just like super high quality. You're standing on top of a mountain and Mm -hmm. can move to different areas, very similar to Vision Pro environments. Yes. So I think we just haven't experienced enough of it because I'm sure Quest has plenty of 3D environments you can sit in like,
3: yes,
0: don't look
1: as good.
3: Yeah, but I I kind of agree uh, with you Andrew like yeah, just on the I, fact I that like super hot is immersive and not because it looks good but because it's responsive and fast yeah. and like it it yeah. it just it makes sense to your brain, you know what I mean? Uh Yeah, it's immersive. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think I, a big part of that too is just that the
2: Vision Pro's um resolution is so for much For sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah, 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 100%. But it's not brighter.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I wouldn't Vision even don't really don't notice cuz it feels bright enough to me.
5: <laughs> you know, when I look around it it seems like there are a lot of people who just assumed that Vision Pro would be higher quality because it's Apple and it costs three thousand dollars more. But you know, honestly, I- I'm pretty surprised that Quest is so much better for the vast majority of things that people use these headsets for with that price differential. Now, look, I, I know that you know some fanboys get upset whenever anyone dares to, to question if <laughs> Apple's going to be better. Be hands. But the reality is, I love is that. that Every generation of computing has an open and a closed model. And yeah, in mobile, Apple's closed model won. But it's not always that way. It didn't win. If you win. go back to the PC era, uh, Microsoft's open model was the winner. And in this next generation, meta is gonna be the open model. And I really wanna make sure that the open model wins out again. The future is not yet written. So you know, I, want I to think you're a gonna just just it. Yeah. you just it. just You know,
3: he's me. looking out for us, man. He's a, he's a <laughs> he wakes up, he brushes the macadamia dust off of his hoodie. He he walks out in his yard. He's just a normal guy, man.
1: Yeah. I, one thing in there that I was when I was listening to this that I was thinking of, he's like, a lot of the fanboys will be upset about this, and I was like, love. That. What about the Facebook fanboy? Oh. Oh. <laughs> is he like the only company that doesn't have a bunch of fanboys? There are behind definitely him? Some like quest. meta quest yeah.
2: fanboys for sure. Not and I don't want to say fanboys, just people that defend the company to yeah. the They're just thing. not as notorious as the other fanboys that are yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. just not as numerous because it's a much more niche product. Sure.
1: Yeah. 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 I like the quest a lot. Yeah. I, like, it's a really good product. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I wonder if the fans there are more like, I want to use this to directly compare to Apple because I dislike Apple or that they're like hardcore
0: Quest I f- fans. Here's a way of looking at it. If you've been using a Quest for like a year and the Vision Pro comes out and you look at that app store and what it does, there is no reason to switch to the Vision Pro. And if you're zuck that's what just happened and you're like i'm shocked that there's no reason for anyone who's had a a quest to even consider that three thousand dollar thing apple came out with no great games way less content library like no partnerships like we have like we've been doing this we got controllers we got all this stuff and like why would i get a vision pro the quest 3 does all this stuff so that's from that perspective, makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Because yeah. the Vision so,
2: Pro went quasi-mainstream, whereas the
0: Quest is never Yeah, really there's people who've been, been playing, yeah, Beat Saber, games,
2: whatever. They, they're like, yeah. none of this stuff is in the Vision this Pro. This is also not at all dissimilar to, like, when a Nexus phone would have something for, like, four years and then Apple would put it in iOS and all of the Android people would say, we've had this for five
0: years. <laughs> you guys are getting haptic keyboards in 2023?
2: And a lot of the times, <laughs> Apple would make it more polished or they would do it, like, in a way that um, people who are not willing to put up with the evolution of technology would yeah. be okay with. Yeah. Um, but they did have it for a long, long time before. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of the same same deal. And I also would, I would disagree with his statement that it's Apple open. won the oh. open versus closed interface war. Because, like, yes, they're... Debatable generally more popular in the united states but globally android phones are like vastly more
3: popular I, I would also argue that in the long run apple sort of did win the pc war like, ob- like if you're a hospital you're gonna fill your th- business with a PCs. lot of people have pcs uh, he definitely
0: oversimplified a little yeah
1: but i don't know
0: yeah it's competitive but i think in general he's trying to paint a very broad picture of how you, he wants this to go
1: yeah can you replay the start of that one more time? There's something very specific he said.
5: Prize that Quest is so much better for the vast majority of things that people use these headsets for with that price differential.
1: That. Now, look, I, I know. I think it's really funny that he says, like, it's so much better for what people use these headsets for because we've been making the headsets yeah. for years and the Vision only- Pro has been out for like a month. Yeah. Also because but-
4: they bought all the studios that make the content. Yeah. 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 What people use these headsets for
0: is what Quest users have already been doing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And so, yes, of course, because this is yeah, what we
3: offered cool. them. Yes. Well, in 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 Mark's defense, it's like one of the reasons I have not been jumping at the bit to use Vision Pro in the same way that I use Quest is literally because of a small little feature because I can't have multiple remote desktop windows, mm-hmm. like that. That that's like that's a, a product killer for my specific use case. So he is mm-hmm. right. He's like for the things people yeah. use it for, there's no Something, reason to switch. It's yeah. it's a bummer that you basically if you want to have
2: multiple windows open, you have to use Safari in the Vision Pro. Yeah, to. Yeah. That's what's that that is like a very very opaque version of Apple's like walled garden play is We're not going to let you just use whatever browser you want. If you want to have the best experience, you got to use Safari, and we're going to associate multiple Safari windows
3: with the best experience. Yeah. No, but you can have multiple apps open at once. Yes, you can. Yeah, just not multiple windows of the same app. You can have multiple Safari windows open as well. Uh, Of not, like, can I have multiple instances of the notes app? Yes. Okay. Thank you. But you cannot have.
0: The only thing you can't have more than one of Multiple is displays. virtual displays virtual for displays. your Mac. Yeah, Ooh. unfortunately.
3: Yeah. Fix it, please. And at least yeah.
0: currently, uh, no other browser companies make uh, Vision Pro. Also, I don't know. I don't think you can actually have more than one Notes app. I think Safari is the one that you can have more than one instance
3: of. Got it. We don't need to get into. Uh, yeah. Into the can you needs. not? It'd be a, it's oh, a, a it's crazy that they didn't just put you know like an an Apple Silicon M series chip inside the Vision Pro so that it could do these things. Oh wait. Oh
0: oh wait. Interesting. Yeah. These are intentional decisions. Anyway. Smaller thermal headroom. Anyway. Yeah. That's that's basically it. Our reaction to our CEO reviewing his own product is, is always fun. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Carl's been doing
3: this for a while now, too. I'm sure he's been telling everyone.
2: Yeah. He reviewed the <laughs> iPhone in a two, totally
0: unbiased way. Yeah.
2: Totally. Yeah.
3: yeah. And Mark didn't even go through the trouble of dressing up as Marquez. I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm going to need Tim Cook to record a video response.
1: Video. <laughs> he's too busy chilling at the super bowl with Ludacris, showing yeah. the,
3: the was, vision bro oh, do that <laughs> yeah see, not, see tim cook he's a celebrity he, he, we can't relate to him mark it's just him and his cows also, that's a real guy
2: tim cook when faced with difficult questions doesn't try to defend the product he just says buy your mom an iphone
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh you make the experience
2: so bad for me when i want to text my mom the pictures don't come out good Fire and I, well, you you, know said, you sound
3: like a bad son, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He, fucking, he just got
0: yeah. but he flips it on you. He flips it on you. I think Apple's natural response would be Vision Pro just came out, give it a second. We have the best developer community give in the world. Four generations, we mm-hmm. just went from 600 to a thousand apps in the app store for Vision Pro, wow. like we're generation one here. I think that's what their natural inclination would be. And that's also a totally fair response. So I think ultimately Meta is so happy the Vision Pro exists
2: for so many reasons because they're going to sell so many Quest Pros for people who are interested in a that's... similar experience but don't want to pay thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, they're excited that people are going to start investing in the mixed reality space, which tangentially means they're going to be investing in Quest
1: content. And they can buy the studio. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think for them it's like a win win.
1: Yeah, so. I think yeah they definitely want. Mixed ar vr any type of headset to be more popular and that's what apple does well mm-hmm. they do they make uh things popular like yeah.
2: ear sticks that come out of your ears and <laughs> i don't know you guys remember the first generation of AirPods?
3: yeah I, li-
2: I lived in san francisco when that happened and all of a sudden everyone was walking around with these like these like antennas coming out of their ears and i was like this looks so dumb same oh my god and i was laughing at people for months now and now. now it's just completely
0: normal Yeah. yeah. I do get asked a lot. What do I think is the future of media? Like we've been doing this whole 2D YouTube video thing for a while. And the natural inclination is, yeah, the future would be an immersive video. The future would be I hold the video and I hold the phone in my hand and you can see it like it's in your hand and you can look around. And that feels like that's the future we're barreling towards. I just don't know how Far along that line, we are yet. I also don't know if it's actually going to work out that way. MKB three D. Well,
2: so also HD still. So I used to to run a VR website back in the day. Uh, Not run, but I wrote like ninety percent of the articles for it, (laughs) Uh, called VR Source. And I started going to Oculus Connect at the first Oculus Connect Forward. And at that time, they were they were like partnering with all these studios to make these like three D short films. So it was uh, the way a normal movie works is they direct your attention to drive the story. Mm -hmm. But in that circumstance, they kind of need to have multiple storylines going on at the same time. So you can pay attention to one thing, watch it again, kind of look over here and pay attention to another thing, notice more things. And it's a very, very cool idea, Mm -hmm. not dissimilar to your like 3D immersive content thing, but It felt like it took way more work and it's way harder to be like precise about what kind of story you want to tell. Totally, And
3: only a few short films were ever made for that. The the Darren Aronofsky sphere movie had sort of the same issue where like the canvas was so broad. You'd like look over here and then you'd be like, wait, am I missing what's it? No, wait, (laughs) am I missing the movie? Like you just have to watch it like six times and no one actually wants to do that. And that's pr- financially just
0: not and possible yeah, in this sphere. It's year. so hard to do, too, yeah. <laughs> well, that's about all we have to talk about for now, but we, of course, should end the episode. You know how we end the episode? No. I don't... With... Tri- it... Trivia. <laughs> Next time I'm turning that way.
4: <laughs> I feel like people are going to get <laughs> so mad at this. <laughs> so, quick update on the score. Mm. Marquez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the lead with a single point just one point (laughs) dang all the way up in front andrew with one two minus one zero (laughs) david damn with zero as well two minus one
3: would have been one though true first question (laughs) mark zuckerberg famously names all of his cows after famous kickboxers (laughs) (laughs) just kidding are you (laughs) are you kidding (laughs) <laughs> I wish that were true. Marquez, Andrew, you guys both use speakers in the Yamaha HS series. Terrific series of uh, speakers. Uh, and those are what we call two-way speakers. They have two individual speaker drivers on them. The one on the top that makes all the high sounds is called the tweeter. The one in the middle that makes the lower sounds is called the what? The what?
1: Oh, you wrote this already?
0: I I did. I'm pretty I'm, confident about this one. I'll I'm give gonna you, write this, yeah, but. No hints. I'm wait, I'm oh my pen, sure oh, wait, just wrong. My pen is not writing anything. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Ah You can use my alternate if you want. Oh yeah,
1: give me. Wow, mine wasn't good enough? <laughs> Alright.
3: <laughs> You're out of time. <clears throat> what do we have? Oh. Mm. <laughs>
4: wait. <what>? <laughs> 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 I All right. put that on, right. right.
3: Day, David. What did you put? <laughs> A sub. I'm sorry. Marquez, Andrew. what did you put? Woofer. That is correct. Andrew, what did you put? Subwoofer? I'm unfortunately not going to. You.
1: <laughs> I never thought I was getting that right anyways.
3: Yes. Why did I just write sub? Uh, because sub is short for subwoofer, which is the lower version of a woofer, but the Yamaha HS oh, speakers do not okay. have a subwoofer That built makes sense. In. You can get Yeah. You could also, additional. there's someone that's going to be like, Actually, that's not a woofer because the crossover on the HS series is at like eighteen hundred hertz. It's too high, but it's a woofer. It's, it's, a, it's a woofer. woofer it's whatever. a it, yeah. It's not a tweeter. I it find it really funny total.
2: that the person that invented these things was like birds go tweet and dogs go woof. <laughs> yeah. and therefore, I will make the things called this. I, I'm pretty
3: sure <laughs> Don't they're fact bad. check that it's true. I know, no, no, no. That that, that that is the idea that like, I know. like you, if you ever I, hear birds? Do <laughs> <laughs> you
2: ever hear a dog? Woof woof. Exactly. <laughs> So what's a sub-wolf? <laughs> Woof. Woof. Yeah. You know exactly Underwolf.
1: what it is. Underwolf. Perfect.
4: Okay, next question. <laughs> How old was Palmer lucky when he made the first prototype of the Oculus Rift? I, I don't, don't
2: know, but closest, sounds like he got
3: lucky. Closest wins?
4: Sure. Yeah. Wait, really?
3: Without going over. Price is right. No, no price no, is right. Yes, price is right. You guys messed up the MediaTek question. It was multiple choice. Without <laughs> gonna, going over. Don't get over to do that my, one now, my, do we? You're going to make me change. I feel like things.
1: without going over, that makes us not actually try and guess what is it. Yeah, you know? let's oh, just do oh, Delta. Oh. Let's
3: just
2: do Delta.
4: Oh, what? That's crazy. Wow. I'm going to guess a different that.
1: score, and I'm going to get it wrong.
4: <laughs> Therefore, I'm
1: not changing my answer. I change. I'm sticking with my trying back. to actually be closest. Yeah. flip him and read what do you got
4: david i wrote 19 <laughs> wrong andrew 28 wrong marquez i wrote 24
0: months and six days wrong. i hope that's over that would <laughs> be so funny is it 17 <laughs> it's 18 18 no, wait neither. but i went
2: i was gonna be <laughs> 18
0: <laughs> i was like if it was
1: at ces you have to be old enough to go to ces i guess I think David should get a point as funny as it is that he didn't get one. That's really funny. Oh, was going to be discussed. No. <laughs> oh
5: no.
2: I tried. I'm upset. I was going right. to change it to 18 and then I was like, no, I'm sticking to my guns. It's going to be Delta. It's not going to We
3: yeah. will reconsider our prices right rules from here on out. M- <laughs> <From> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Starting maybe. now. Starting oh, now. Do you want the MediaTek question as well just, yes. to, just to see if we can head give, it out? Give it to me. All right. That. This is a short episode. Multiple yes. <laughs> it actually is a shorter episode. MediaTek's marketing department oh, makes gosh. me laugh <laughs> with almost everything they say. They have a way of inventing these words that aren't stupid like a lot of tech marketings, but they are very funny. Don't ask me what dimensity means, please. So, no, dimensity is not on here. Thank God. That is such a silly word. Watch it actually be a real is word. Is it real? Dimensity. Dimension intensity. I I just assumed it was. I assumed it it was. It doesn't matter. I assumed it was dimension and density because they're talking. It's like a anyway. Anyway, (laughs) I don't think it's a real word. All right. But which of the following media tech branding marketing terms Mm -hmm. is also not real? Again, I'm going to give you three real ones. One fake one. Are you ready, guys? Okay. A. Imagic which I think is a portmanteau of either imaging or imagine, and then the word magic, but it also ends in a Q for some reason. Not even going to try to explain the one. I-M-A-G-I-Q, magic. The next one is miravision, M-I-R-A, vision. This combines the Spanish word for look, mira, with the English word for vision, vision. <laughs>
4: Thank you. <laughs> also, wait,
3: mira, anyway. Mira, there's your cut. This is going to be a piecemeal episode. (laughs) It's because typically when people use that word in Spanish, it means they're mad at you. Look at me. Yeah, they're saying like, mira, mira, look, look, you're not getting it. Oh, yeah. man, people used to be mad at me a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See, look-see, a combination of the words look. No way. And see, (laughs) look-see, in case you're curious, it's like a LIDAR protocol for autofocus instead of... uh, uh, infrared. How do you autofocus. spell it? Literally L it's look, but then C is with a Y. S-C-Y. Look-see. Look say. Look And then D is Mick Linker. <laughs> 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 McLinker is its a linker and if you don't know what a linker is it's something that allows you to take object files in the system code and then generate executables outside of a compiler It's the device. McDonald's linker Can McLinker McLinker. <laughs> one, <laughs> McLinker is spelled exactly Wait. like a McDonald's linker would be spelled Can you just say all four of them out yes. loud again? Imagic with a Q Miravision, one word C, L-O-O-K-S-E-Y and D <laughs> McLinker <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is
1: one of those ones where you need that one to be wrong, and it's right. And
3: I just... All right. David, I wrote B. You wrote B as in Miravision is fake? Yeah. No, Miravision is real. We all said that. Uh, You all all said that? (laughs) I said that. (laughs) Is it a magic? No, it's look Adam made that one up actually. It's really good. I mean,
1: they're all... I think
3: S-E-Y felt like it kind of gave it away but then but Mick Linker. <laughs> right?
1: magic with a cue is just too like I've seen I've seen yeah. that too many times LG thing yeah. already.
0: Well anyway, that was quite that was quite an, a journey we all just took together. Quite the Mick Linker we had there. Quite the McLinker <laughs> from uh from YouTube thumbnail AB testing. You Remember that? Remember we talked about that? Oh, that was yeah. this today? episode. That was like today. Oh my God. All the way through Taylor Swift and TikTok. Through the Nothing Phone 2A. Remember the
4: Vivo T2 Pro?
1: Remember that? No. no. Remember that? <laughs> All the There's way five of them at the door suck. right
4: now versus vision pro this episode is literally going to take a year off my life (laughs) this is
0: this was a winding journey if you guys appreciate the the odyssey that adam and ellis are about to go through to give this to you guys by friday i just want you to give this a thumbs up or at least give us a rating somewhere wherever you listen or watch this uh nonetheless we'll be back at it next week so thanks for watching thanks for listening and see you then peace
1: bye waveform is produced by adam Molina and ellis Roven. we're partnered with the vox media podcast network and our intro after music is created by vane still
0: <laughs> what if airdrop worked perfectly as long as you held your breath